Hello everyone and welcome to General Damage. It's episode 76 and surprisingly I'm Shane. Uh, I guess I'm Will? And I'm reluctantly Nick. Oh wow, that just sounded so fucking... I don't know, it starts with an M. Uh, uh, morose? Uh, morose, melodramatic, I guess. <laughs> I mean, you know, Miffed. it's not that bad. <laughs> uh, we, we've each sounded worse than that, honest True. to God. Um, so, you know, it is what it is, mate. Yeah. No, no harm or foul on that. Yeah, that's not too bad. And besides, you know, we could, it's been a, it's September. We talked, we were talking before. It's been a really slow opening to September. God, it's, it it's been a slow opening. September, it, it September is always kind of slow. Mm-hmm. I mean, school starts, things slow down. There's not a whole lot of movies are in, are in theaters that people want to go see apparently there's like a big record this is like the worst summer uh, blockbuster in like 20 year of 20 years jeez oh yeah the numbers were just miserable for well, uh for summer movies yeah but i mean there's been, just been a lot of duds like you count wonder woman and guardians of the galaxy as being really big hits but like you had duds like valerian was a dud mm-hmm. um spider-man i know was a big hit Mm-hmm. But uh, there's two I can't think. Uh, the mummy right was off the a top dud. of my head. The what? The mummy. The mummy. The mummy was a dud. Yeah, there was a lot of duds. Yeah. Um, and August, I don't think fared too well either. I mean, there wasn't much in the way that came out during August that I can really kind of nail down. Dark Tower, and that was a dud. dud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was God. gonna say. Well, I mean, what's that was this? Did Annabelle creation come out yet? It did because uh, I heard yeah, that was a did, hit. Yeah. Really, which is interesting because that's a sequel. No, no, no. It's a not... it's a spinoff uh, of a of a side it's... story in another movie, so it's like a prequel to that. Sure, whatever. <laughs> no, it is because there was <laughs> Annabelle, and Annabelle Creations the prequel, and Annabelle's just a stupid thing from The Conjuring. Oh, it's The Conjuring. Yeah. I thought it was Insidious. I think that's that that, that came out with another trailer. Yeah, uh, or another. Also, another did you know that? Have you ever seen the doll that Annabelle's based off of? Yeah, it's a fucking Raggedy Ann. It's yeah. a it's Jesus. it's in a museum for the paranormal, and it's just a Raggedy Ann in a glass case, and it says "Super dangerous, do not open." Yeah, because it moves. Yeah, apparently. Oh yeah, no, apparently yeah. like um, okay. Because the thing is, one time there's two photos of it, right? And it's mm-hmm. one, and it's sitting upright, and then there's another mm-hmm. one where like they they said they came out of the morning, and it's like upside down. Yeah. And they're like, there's no one opened it. This has got like the glo- the thing has like three locks on it, huh? Right. And then of course you you see the Annabelle in the movie. That doll looks fucking terrifying. Well, yeah, it's, it's got like the the atypical uh, you know oddly shaped body with the porcelain face that just looks very uncanny. Ugh. I worked at a hobby shop. I worked at the biggest hobby shop in the world. I was located mm. here in, in the Bay Area. D and J Hobby. They're no longer a thing now, which sucks. Yeah. And I worked in the craft department, which is half the store. And the craft department was basically dollhouses. And the, we're talking like the, those like insane dollhouses that have like the finest of detail. You can get like cutlery and china for that are like to scale for the dollhouse that you're picking and painting, probably. Mm-hmm. Then there was a doll part. And with Barbies and dolls, and then there's yeah. the craft part, which was everything from jewelry to sketchbooks to sculpture, to, you know, fucking anything creative you wanted. Lots of styrofoam, lots of balsa wood. Yeah, that was um, the thing about it. 
Yeah, and then there was also the game side, and then there was the RC side, and then the train side. Yeah. And I worked for, in crafts, and I worked in the modeling side, and I worked on the game side. It, those are the registers that I worked at. I hated work. I didn't mind working in the craft side if I was at the jeweler's, um, the jewels register. I hated working on the dolls register because mm. behind me were hundreds of fucking dolls with those glass <laughs> eyes Ugh. and they're just like staring at you and like all I could keep thinking of was that one scene in The Haunting where she's in bed and she's like looking around and she sees these carvings of these cherubs and they're looking away from her and she's like she you know does something turns back they're looking at her yeah and it's like no I'm not looking behind me. I'm not looking behind me at all. I'll just keep staring and wondering why that Barbie's worth 150 fucking dollars. Serious. Um, it's a good way to hold yeah, it. I'm, I, yeah, yeah. So it was interesting. It was an interesting store to work at. That was that was the kind of retail store where you can tell customers to say no, yeah. go leave. Um, I like that store. Yeah, but yeah, I I had no desire to see Annabelle. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm with you, man. It's like that's something I'm sure you know. My brother Eli probably went and saw you know him and his girlfriend yeah. love going to see um, horror movies and then like taking the piss out of them. Right. <laughs> a lot of a lot of the time they'll they'll like I've chatted with them like yeah that movie wasn't scary it was more laughable than anything else I'm like all right sure you know kudos yeah. to you. <laughs> hey, well, Shane. Yeah. I've never gotten this vibe from her. I know you're you're not in horror movies. Uh, I've been to is specific Ashley horror into... movies, but yeah. Okay, is Ashley into horror movies? Kinda. I never gotten not that. Really. I never gotten that. I never gotten that vibe from her. I mean, the, the, there's the goth aspect, but like, she'd rather watch you know, The Undertaker body slam people and My Little Ponies over fucking so Annabelle. She likes I guess. more like sci-fi thrillers. Sure. Okay, Alien. Alien. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Versus yeah. like, okay. I like '80s slasher flicks. Oh, the cheesiest of the cheese. Yes. No, I love horror movies that are like, I like horror movies that aren't about like trying to scare you. They're more like jump, like like in silly video games. They're just jump scares for the moment. Yeah. <laughs> like actually, my, one of my favorite uh, Halloween movies is Halloween, and I'm probably gonna watch it at least three to four times in October. Right. I, it's just like there's an old... Michael Myers theme is one of my favorites. Yeah. There's an yeah, old memorable. Pablo Francisco stand-up comic. There's an old joke of his. He's like, this is like in like, I don't know, it's a twenty year old stand up that he did, and he's like, can you believe they're making another Friday the Thirteenth movie? Those kids are so easy to kill. You can strangle them with a cordless phone. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I've heard that. I love that bit. It's like Ben, Ben, are you in here? I'm gonna get naked and take a shower. <laughs> it's like, of course you are. Yeah, that just that just feels right up your alley, right? Yeah, right. It's like you know. Oh yeah, what's her name just died. I'm gonna take a shower now. I'm gonna be all naked. It's like okay, well then you're gonna die too. It's like, yeah, I, I I don't I don't care for horror movies um, for a myriad of reasons. There's very few that I'll go out and look. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe thrillers are another thing. Yeah, I don't think I'll see that movie Mother that's coming out. Ah, no. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like overly intense for no payoff. Yeah, um, 
My mom was comparing it to another movie, because when we saw Dark Tower, she was just like, it's this movie! They're just redoing it with different characters! I'm like, okay, sure, yeah, yeah, whatever, Mom, I'll, I'll agree with you. Nod my head. Do you remember what movie it was? <laughs> no, I can't for the life of me. Okay, because it's the same director as Black Swan, so... Interesting. Right, which... Yeah. Which I think it like you know it's one of those oh you know it may be good because Black Swan is pretty good movie for it like how intense it is yeah but it's also it's like Javier Bardem who who mm. I like he's a good actor he's forty five yeah and you have Jennifer Lawrence she's a great actor and I have a huge crush on her it's just it's you know wow could you not mm-hmm. like they just don't go he's a raisin. And she's Jennifer Lawrence. It's just they don't work as a couple. Even a fucked it, up couple. It's... It does look really weird because there seems like such an extreme age gap. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's actually it's even probably more extreme than I think he's probably older than 45. I have to look it up now. Yeah. But um, it, yeah, there's a huge age gap between the two. I think. It's it's a movie where I I like I think they pick they pick the right people for the roles. It's just their connection just seems weird. Like his his character he seems perfect for that role, and her character she seems perfect for that role. But damn, if yeah, their on screen time and chemistry just feels fucking gross. That's the was, scary part of the, yeah, the movie. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. It just feels gross. I'm not that far off from his age. He's actually 48. Oh wow, yeah, you were, but you were pretty, pretty on. Yeah, but still, she's the 20. She's 27, and he's 48, and it's like, that's a big, that's a big gap. Yeah, that's, and like you can definitely do makeup, but you, you really don't want to for someone like Jennifer Lawrence. Like you just don't need to. No, like no. you don't need aging makeup because it just—I well, think it, that would feel really plasticky. Yeah, you don't um, need aging makeup for her because that would insult women of the same caliber who are older right. than her and probably would pair better with Bardem. But oh, you yeah. also don't want to de-age Bardem because then he'll just look like a wax figure. Yeah, the, yeah. The, and so that's why, like I said, you know, they pick the right people for the roles. It's just their chemistry doesn't really seem. To work as husband and wife it doesn't seem yeah. to work it would have been better if because it's called mother so my whole thing is like i have read a description of javier Bardem, jennifer lawrence I'm like okay maybe he's the stepdad that came in and the mom died and jennifer lawrence is an adult trying to get over the mother's death and then all the psychological bullshit happens that's what i thought no they're they're the couple yeah uh, no <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm not on board with that movie. I'm not on board with horror movies in general. I think the next movie that I would like to see is Kingsman. Mm. So I'm I'm very choosy of my horror horror movies. I don't. I'm not a fan of jump scares. Just I hate them. Yeah. I hate I hate that feeling of like I didn't need this. I didn't want. I didn't need my heart to stop for half a second. No, 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 See, no thank you. I actually like that more than like stuff where, what is it? I hate intense situations where you're like, oh, just get it over already. Uh, sure. Yeah, like I'll take jump scares over that because it's quick and it's over. 
versus like, oh god, it's just going on. This guy is getting his leg drilled into, and they won't stop screaming. Okay, okay, that's that's, that's torture porn. That's like yeah. saw. Well, I mean, that is hostile. Yeah. That's actually like the first and last time I ever saw hostile was actually when I first met Ashley. Oh, Halloween. It was um, a Halloween party. I just every like everyone was like, eh, what's not? But also movies that are like, for instance, thrillers where it's like you know something bad's gonna happen, and mm-hmm. they just drag out the scene. And actually, what really pisses me off is when then like it all deflates and it's actually not a really intense scene. It's just like that moment where you. I thought, hate that too. Oh my god! It's just like, don't do this to me, please stop. I can't. Yeah. I can't have my yeah. blood pressure spike that high. For like five I don't nights. like that either. I especially when the music just ramps it up. It's like it just it keeps going up and up and up and up and up and up. It's like okay, I can only climb so high, and it just keeps going up, 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 up. And then he finally like opens the door. It's nothing. Yeah. It's nothing. I, and it's like, why did we have this ten minute walk down a hallway that's only three feet? I am. I am totally for the the intense feeling of suspense. I love it. But when the payoff is bunk, yeah. fuck you. Like yeah. that is, that is like the biggest blue balls uh, blue balling in movies. Like just it's such a fuck you to the audience. Like at least at least have something there. It could have been like a garbage can being knocked over and not knowing what the hell it was. At least there was something. But it's just like, oh nope, it just there there's nothing. There was an empty space there. Fuck you. Yeah, don't, the the, the one that, movie that I think that did that intenseness, and you could say it didn't have a payoff, but it it still had the whole movie. I think paid off. Mm. Was the Orphan? It's a Spanish film. Yes, I do know which movie you're talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw that at Tobias, mm. a friend of ours. I don't know. I think I've told you this this story before. Um, yeah, you've told me it definitely. I'll, I'll tell it for the the audience. Is it, what's the uh, just real quick? What's the movie coming out that Guillermo del Toro's doing? Something water. Oh, I want to say movement in the water, but that sounds wrong. That sounds very wrong. It's something water, girl water. Yeah. I don't know. Um. But anyway, so. We're watching that movie. We're at Tobias' house, and it's me, Tobias, and a friend of ours, Shane. Not Shane. Different Shane, don't worry. Different Shane. Different Shane. Great guy. Salt of the earth. He's a father now, which is just... The shape of water. Shape shape of water. water. Thank you. Uh, I will really... I want... When's that come out? October, maybe? November? No, it's November. Yeah. Yeah, it's November. Okay. Something not to look forward to until November. Anyway, <laughs> but we're watching The Orphan. We're really into it. And, and then, like, it, it's it's fantastic. And then there's a knock at Tobias' door. And he, <laughs> goes, he goes, shit, and he pauses the movie. Now, backstory. Tobias is an atheist. Go back to the story. He gets up, goes over the door, and he's complaining. He's like, wow, it's a really intense moment. I'm, I'm kind of upset to answer the door. He answers the door. Me and Shane are sitting on the couch going, oh, man, come on, get, let's get this over with. The scene's really fucked up. Yeah. And then we hear, uh, it's Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> and we're like, oh, this ain't going to go over well. And Tobias says, no, I'm sorry, I'm an atheist. And we can hear the contempt in the guy's voice when Tobias says that. 
And Tobias basically just as he's gracious as he can be in reality, if it was me, I'd probably tell him to go fuck themselves. And he just closes the door on him. And I'm like, man, we should have like come over there and pretended we were your boyfriends or some shit. Like, let's just really dry their anger up. This, but we fucking never did. It would have been great. He was actually tempted to like bring them back uh, and just mess with them with me and Shane. <laughs> But that I mean, ruined that moment. What? I said that'd be a few kinds of petty. Well, yeah, to bring him back, it would have been. Yeah. But to like do it in the moment when the guy's oh, like no, mad, in the moment, it's totally different. Yeah, and, and, and when the guy's mad that Tobiah is an atheist, which like by the laws of the land, he has that right. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like go fuck yourself. Okay, take your Bible, roll up in a tight little wad, and just shove it right on up there. Then you'll feel something. Oh, um, that's my opinion to people like that. Yeah. But yeah, Orphan. Besides all that, um, it's a great. I think a great film that does the tense slash the tense moments with not not that great of a payoff, but still a payoff because it's also it's just kind of instead of pissing you off, it goes. Wait a minute! Didn't she do the? Wasn't that something else? It had, it, that's how I think you have to work those intense moments in horror movies. Yeah. So. so it, 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 uh, to, I can't remember who said it, but someone's like, you know, in intense moments, like sleight of hand. Mm-hmm. It's about distracting yeah. and then changing yeah. things. So that's the shock. Um, yeah. yeah. Moving forward, though, uh, we got some, we got some big news. Yeah. yeah. Us. Yeah, about us. <laughs> we have a website. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It is generaldamage.weebly.com. Yeah, right now it's pretty barren, but we're mm. going to definitely start posting more stuff on that. Yeah. Um, once we get the hang of hang of things and more stuff should be popping up on that site. So yeah. it'll be pretty it's, good. It's, it's the start of of just kind of things for us. Um, you know, it's, you got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. I mean, so yeah, uh, I like it. I like the fact that we have it. It's going to be cool. I mean, I haven't, I've been ex- writing down ideas. Uh, and you know, it's just kind of like what seems practical. Right. And one of those ideas though, is that will and I have a side blurb. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're we have uh, since we don't really talk about it too much on on the podcast because we know it bore the shit out of Nick. Go um, fish! Yeah, we we are doing. We have a, a magic uh, a magic blurb little little uh, thirty minute podcast uh, like thing that we're doing on Mondays. Um, we're we're gonna talk about you know what's kind of the newer thing in magic or like cool new you know cool new things coming up for magic um hey you know just talk about kind of kind of let us let us vent about it for about 30 minutes um so that's kind of a cool thing that's come come out of this uh and i think we've kind of honed in on a better name for those who who listen to both this and have listened to our first episode we put out um i think we we may have a name that we we kind of like so yeah you know you know, listen, listen for that. Uh, it's it's 
fun fun new things for us, which is great. Yeah, it's gonna be really yeah. cool. I mean, the name is it super important though? Every time I I have written our list down, and every mm-hmm. time I think of a good name, I'm like, nope, we're already taken. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's a... why I like the 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 name the name that me and my youngest sibling, uh, Eric, kind of looked at. I think I think that's probably one of the names that isn't used. No, I don't think so. Um, and and I think it may I think it works for us. But again, we we haven't we haven't been like yes, this is it, hundred percent. We're probably gonna talk about that a little bit after we're done recording this one. But yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's the start of like the things we're gonna do. Um, mm-hmm. We have other things, like I said, I've come up with a list. We'll run by them later. But you know, we have the website, and one of the cool things with the website is, you know, some people may not necessarily want to comment on Facebook, right, or mm-hmm. other media like the YouTube or throw up on Twitter. But on the website, you can anonymously message us too if you have ideas and stuff. Because I do know that anonymity is a huge part of communication on the internet. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, like, if you don't want people seeing that you're talking to us, or if you're throwing ideas that you feel like we may be ridiculed for publicly, no worries. You could just go to the contact page and, you know, put in your little info and send us a message. And we're definitely responsive to feedback. Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. Most definitely. Yeah. So, yeah. There's and there's definitely going to be more coming with, uh, with the website and everything. Yeah, we have, um, we have more freedom to kind of do whatever now, which is good. Yeah, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely thinking about, like, what else we can do. And partly it requires equipment. The other things it requires um, consistency in doing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're pretty consistent with the podcast. But, you know, it, it just it all depends on, you know, what else, what other ideas we, we got. Um, I don't know about doing reviews, but we'll see. Yeah. yeah. Um, actually, actually, speaking of reviews, this is I didn't put this on my list, but um, it was about game journalism. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some guy, uh, uh, Takahashi, I think this guy's name was. He uh, he was uh, playing uh, the first level or something of Cuphead. Okay. Mm-hmm. And like the video, it's about two minutes or something, or maybe less than that. I don't know. I forget. It was like painful to watch because the guy couldn't get through the tutorial level. <laughs> and when he finally got to the tutorial level, he's playing the actual level, and he kept, you know, he didn't realize till halfway through his playthrough that you can't jump on the enemies a la Mario. You have to shoot them because it's technically a shooter. What the shit? Yeah, it, it's 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 kind of messed up, but the, it's two things. One, it's like I get the guy's pretty prominent game journalist. Yeah, but this is kind of bad that he can't figure out a simple platformer. I mean, it's it, to me it looks like a simple platformer. I mean, Ooh, I, that's not good. I, yeah, what? Well, I I just looked up Takashi head uh, Cuphead. Yeah, and the first thing you see is the curious case of the guy who couldn't play Cuphead. <laughs> yeah, that's the well, here's the thing. This guy has been in the game industry as a journalist, writing about games for like 18 or 20 years. You know, he's written books on the Xbox. He's, um, like, he's written articles about, like, games extensively. He knows games. But this one video of him playing this one game that a lot of people are looking forward to, and the fact that he can't get it is going to kind of mar his career. 
I, it definitely is going to shit on him. <laughs> yeah. That's how competent a player he actually is. Oh, dude, if you yeah. look at some of these Twitter tweets, these people, oh, yeah, they're these pretty people are out for blood. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. I, I, well, but, that, like, in, in, a, in a sad kind of state of things, that kind of comes with the territory. Like, it's the, the, the moment you, you kind of fuck up, just yeah. just once you step out of bounds just once people are just are are going to jump down your throat as hard as they can yeah i mean like i, I know it, the thing is is he covers games he mm-hmm. knows a lot about games because he covers so much he doesn't get a chance to play yeah so you could say that hinders his skill as a player oh yeah which i get I mean, if we got really big, there's a chance, and we started covering more games, there's a chance that we would stop playing games because we would just be talking about them constantly, and our mm-hmm. skills would dip. So it's kind of like, you know, it's up in the air of, like, is it fair? Is it wrong? Eh, I don't know. Like, should you get someone who can actually play the game to play the game? <laughs> kind of, I guess. Kinda, but, yeah. you know, it's the difference between having a guy who can articulate something well or write about something really well versus a person who's not talking at all and just playing the game and he's just a mouth breather you know yeah i mean it's like what you know what do you really want and it's also i think it's also an age thing because i can't play her i can't play like i used to with video games it's yeah you know energy wise it's just like okay i'm getting fed up with wolfenstein you know, and, and mostly that's like I'm just noticing design things in it, and I'm like, yeah, there's a reason why games don't do this anymore. <laughs> um, because it pisses you off, or at least pisses me off. Uh, so there's th- there's aspects like that that I've noticed. I'm you know I'm not a kid, so it's it is what it is. Um, I don't know if the like, hand-eye coordinations are going on or whatever, but again, if you're not doing something as often as you were doing, you know, people who uh, cover football or don't play football, or they yeah. haven't for 10 years, I don't get why game journalists should be held to the same standard. I mean, it's interactive, yes, but still. Uh, I mean, I think a lot of it sadly is is kind of from the the community yeah um, sure. that that the community that that is kind of gaming that a majority of the people are kind of shit posters um are trolls um are kind of douchebags uh and just i mean you you do you do get the same thing you know in in the other kind of fields and stuff it's just in in I feel like in games it's it's much more vocal, um, you know it's it's why we hate fucking twelve year olds who are playing COD and call us you know motherfuckers and say they're gonna fuck our mom and it's like come on man it's, or, it's or, like or the same cancerous shit yeah or you know it's the same white twelve year olds who are calling us the n word and homophobic oh, slurs and it's like do you know what those words really mean yeah well, I fucked your mom last night I don't think you can get an erection fully. So, so I think that's impossible for one. So yeah, I, I, I think it's it's that kind of self perpetuating garbage that kind is, of it, leads yeah, to it. It's kind of like self. This to me, it's like okay, he couldn't play the game. Fine, 
I'm mm-hmm. still going to get the game when it comes out at the end of the month. This doesn't, like, fuck my interpretation yeah. of the game. It looks like a really fun game. I I want a platformer. This is going to be a nice change to all the uh, shooters that I've been playing. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to get the game. His experience shouldn't dictate how your experience is going to be. Right, exactly. And at the same time, it's just... The problem, I think, with a lot of fans of video games, whether you count them as trolls or not, is there's this mentality that has been around for the past 30 years with games, which is it has to be defended. Mm-hmm. Um, and that started with the whole ESRB thing and Congress wanting to crack down on violent video games after Mortal Kombat and Night Trap. And it was like, we have to defend games, we have to defend games, and think, you know, everything was being blamed on games, and, you know, we're kids and we want our voices heard, and then we started becoming adults and we got our voices heard, and we could make these awesome games, and games have started to become more ubiquitous, and they're generating billions of dollars and now they're finally they were finally recognized at the supreme court level of freedom of speech first protected by first amendment rights mm-hmm. so he kind of won that battle but everything else that wants to study and look at games objectively everyone views as an attack which is what started with gamergate it starts with this kind of thing it's it's like everything's an attack and you know, you're crushed into his own little world and you want some 18 year old who's just like, Oh yeah, I'm going to defend video games because you know, they're my right and blah, blah, like shut up. Just, just shut up. It's, it's, it's a game. It's a valid entertainment. It's recognized with first amendment rights. Nothing's going to tarnish it. This guy just happened to suck at this particular game. Yeah. Yeah. That, that ain't, that ain't anything new. <laughs> Let's be real. Like, yeah, it, it, it's not like Jack Thompson going after video games or the con- or Congress going after video games. Right. Okay. It, it, they're not being encroached. What Sarkeesian was, or Nita Sarkeesian did was just study games and their focus on how it objectifies women. Mm-hmm. It's a study. Did video game sales dip because of her? No. Did some things change? Probably. Yes. Yeah. Definitely Probably. in the long run, they'll really change. Yeah. Uh, is this guy did this guy completely ruin your uh, your experience when you finally buy a Cuphead? No, no, it shouldn't. So all this attack and you know wanting to defend video games is just there's a lot of things to protest currently. Mm-hmm. This isn't one of them. Yeah, I'm gonna get off my soapbox. <laughs> but sure it's right. it's the thing I noticed. It's like oh, we have to protect video games. Eh. Yeah. About nine people in Washington in black robes said, yeah, they're protected in First Amendment rights. For me, even though I don't like a good chunk of those people, that goes a long way. Video games are set. So, like, to go on another subject, Mm. we have video games, and they're constantly being hounded. Oh, they're damaging our children's youth. God. Now, a 12-year-old, let's say it's the same dumb white 12-year-old that calls you the N-word and and, and, and says you con- constantly forgot something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have to thank the Achievement Hunters for saying that, because I thought it was brilliant. Mm. Uh, and let's say he goes into Barnes & Noble or whatever and buys Stephen King's It. Mm-hmm. 
I think as he reads that and comprehends it, he'll be freaked out. And then when he gets to a specific scene towards the end of the section where the kids, where the characters are kids, oh. and what one of the kids does in the sewers to quote unquote unite their group. Yeah, yeah. That wow. kid will freak the hell out. Yeah, that's that's a pretty uh Mhm, that's a scene. It is a scene. <laughs> Which for some reason this got out in the ether recently. That scene's in the movie. What? Yeah. It's not for two reasons. I was going to say she's the cat. <laughs> the cast is of age. They 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 couldn't do it because of that. And yeah. two, the director wouldn't want to do it. Also three, I'll just throw this one out there. The MPAA would say, fuck no, your movie's banned. It's not getting any kind of funding. Yeah, that's that's not a scene you could do. Yeah, it's a horrifying scene. Uh, even after they defeat Pennywise, it'd be a horrifying scene. Uh, so, yeah, um, that scene is not in the trailer. Or in oh, the trailer. <laughs> it's in not the, in the movie. In the movie, yeah. 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 Um. Shane, do you know what scene we're talking about? Yeah. Okay. I've read it. Yeah. Oh, you've, oh, I didn't know you read it. Oh, yeah. No. I mean... I don't even know why the fuck we're censoring ourselves. Okay, so the, one of the characters... Yeah, that's Beverly, for us. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a stupid conference. One of the characters, the only female in the in the uh, the Losers Club, the group, there's seven of them, uh, mm-hmm. she basically has this idea to unite the group when they're all confused after they... I think after they defeat Pennywise... She just says, okay, I'm going to have sex with everyone. Yeah. And they're 12, right? Uh-huh. I, they're some, yeah, they're young. I think that's they're, like, yeah. they're, they're basically young teenagers at best. Yeah. Pre-teen, yeah. as the terminology now would be called, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's... She does that. Apparently in the book, it's not very explicit. Mm-hmm. And she does. And there's no description of which guy she's with at, at any given moment. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like it's, it's a twelve year old gangbang. Yeah. You know, I read an article on that. It's no. I well, would say no. No, no. So the thing is, like, because somebody brought that up, right? Like, uh-huh. you're not. You can't put that in a movie. And they're like, of course not. Mm-hmm. And then when someone asked Stephen King, why was it even in the book, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. His response was, it wasn't about being sexual. Right. It was about this loss of youth. And that mm-hmm. this is, like, you know, Pennywise basically ruined their childhoods. That's That was the whole point of that. Like, And right. dealing with them and that, it was just kind of like, the whole, in, mm-hmm. in a way, it was kids not understanding what they were really doing. In a way of shedding off the last innocence they kind of had or naivety mm. which uh-huh. which you know okay that makes a lot of sense and actually i you know i forgot that was in the book till one of my buddies brought it up and i was like huh uh, you know i can't i can barely remember that he goes yeah well it's like maybe two pages i think and it's not even right and it's like it is really small it's a really short moment nothing's nothing's said it's not really explicit it's just that happens and right it's right. a very implied I mean- thing yeah, I've read a lot of books where like sex scenes happen and they're explicit and they go on for pages. Um, I don't think King would have felt comfortable writing a 
page or chapter long no. section about it, it, it children also, having sex. It also just it it doesn't it's not his doesn't fit his writing style. It's, yeah, it, any anything that typically anything King writes is for imagery. It's it's supposed to mean something. I, I yeah. will say. Um, yeah. I will say this much. I read it in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the first time I read it, I was like 14. I got it actually yeah. from my high school library. Which, you know, after reading that part, and then after reading the book as a whole, I was like, does the librarian fucking read any of these books? Or are they just <laughs> yeah, in here? It... And actually, like, for instance, um, when I was in grade school, um, mm-hmm. I, did, I read a book on uh, a biography on Babe Ruth. Yeah, right. And there was a whole chapter talking about his infidelity, and how his teammates would like have to carry him out of hotel rooms because he would get super drunk, and then the women that weren't his wife would call them and be like, "Get him out of here." And it's just like, it's why? Yeah, like, it's that this was, of... I was like, "Who the fuck thought this was okay to have? Why did nobody read it?" Well, it's it's that kind of weird thing with books and other media, like with TV and vid- especially video games and even music. Now, we have like this: oh, we need to censor, we need to censor. But books are left on this pedestal; they're the greatest thing ever. <laughs> um, they can't be touched. But meanwhile, they've uh, they have um, redone. Uh, not redone. What's the word I'm looking for? They've edited and rewrote. Huck Finn to get rid of the amount of the times the N word is said. Really? Mm-hmm. That um, seems it, so weird to me. Yeah, but to me, it's it's it's. I I like reading. I am picky about what I read and when I read, and it's yeah. mostly because I did have a hard time when I was a kid mm-hmm. uh, learning to read. Yeah. You know, it's it is what it is, and. Uh, but you know, I do like reading, mm-hmm. and, but books are constantly put on this pedestal of like being, being the best. They're better than TV. They're better than music. They're better than than video games. So video games <laughs> have brought your brain, blah, blah, all this bullshit. And it's like, it's different. I'm, I'm twelve years old. I can go into the adult book section and and or not the adult book section. I can go into a section in my library of Barnes and Noble, and I can. Uh, Get American Psycho, the book, which has these horrible, like, chapters on dismembering people. Yeah. But God forbid I buy Call of Duty and blow a Nazi's head off. I can't see that. No, 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 no. I can read it, though. Right. I, I think I think that that may be the kind of, the divide, or, like, the, the thought, the, the divide that people think there is, is that, you know, it is harder for a kid to comprehend it than it is for them to see it. Um, that is the thought. Uh, yeah. Whether whether it, it works or is true, I, I mean, I think as our uh, as generations continue on, I think that's probably less the case. I think kids are kind of are, are shown more than they should. Uh, they're allowed to comprehend things at an earlier age than they should. So, yeah. like, them picking up a book, they'd easily understand what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Uh, 
For me, yeah. I mean, I I was saying the last podcast I was watching Hacksaw Ridge and like you know they're showing gruesome war scenes and people's legs getting blown off and they're just basically becoming hamburger. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there on the couch going, hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then a thought goes to my head: Am I desensitized? Is this what they were thought I would become? A fat ass, thirty one year old sitting watching Hacksaw Ridge, going, hmm. <laughs> you know. <laughs> It, it it definitely has kind of changed some some things about you know as uh, as we've gotten older is yeah like the the more we're exposed to certain things uh, yeah. to to its own degrees uh, to each individual we we, are, we do definitely become more desensitized. Two um, of the most popular shows on TV and currently within the last ten years, Game of Thrones, which has tons of sex and violence, yeah, and Walking and Walk and, and the Walking Dead, which yeah. like I mean. There's so much violence in that. Oh, yeah. Like, the last season began with a man bashing two men's heads in with a baseball bat. God forbid he says fuck. Seriously. But he can bash two guys' heads in and laugh about it and be a psycho. Yeah, you know it's 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 stupid. Apparently, in the DVD you can buy for Walking the uh, Walk the Walking Dead season seven, they mm. film a version that he it's completely unedited. He constantly says "fuck," <laughs> which is which is great in my opinion because Negan in in um the comic is just constantly saying "fuck." Uh, yeah, it, it it feels more akin to his character in the written material. Yeah. So it, it, yeah, I, I, it's stupid. I'm just happy that scene's not in. I, for movies I don't go see. I read the Wikipedia bar- article on it, and I read the plot, mm. which basically says the whole movie. Yeah, and they do something else. Mm. Yeah, that then then having a gangbang at twelve. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> God. Uh, you know what? That would just, like, forget Pennywise. I'm just thinking that would really screw a kid up on a lot of levels. I mean, how old was I when I first kissed a girl? I was 13? Mm. Yeah, I was 13 when I first kissed a girl. And my brain went, wait, hold on. And then the bell rang. Mm. <laughs> that was my experience. <laughs> you know, it's just... Yeah, it's yeah. I guess it's not a loss of innocence. I guess it's a gain of an experience. But what a gain! Mm. Yeah, I de- I can definitely see for for King where where it. I mean, that is a strong symbolism of loss of innocence. Typically, any any time where you have uh, a a rape scene of any capacity or anything where it's like children doing things where they shouldn't do. Those are, I mean, they're they're a horrifying to read or even like think of, uh, but b they are supposed to symbolize a, a greater sense of loss of innocence, and it's just, yeah. it's just not great. Yeah, there's uh, oh, there's other things we should get to. Me and Will saw a movie. Yeah, we we finally saw War for the Planet of the Apes, which came out last month or uh, not last month. It came out in July. Okay, yeah, we finally saw it. Um, and there's a kid in that movie who does not talk through the entire film, and she's fantastic in it. Yeah, she doesn't doesn't need to talk at all. They like the 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 
right amount of body language and her learning how to sign, uh, you got everything. You understood what she was trying to convey. Yeah. It it almost had a little bit of Old Man Logan-ish to it. Sure, yeah. <laughs> because Caesar, he doesn't give a fuck at first. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, she's just, like, there and she's, you know, being kind of coy and, like, you know, very shy. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't understand what's happening. Yeah. But it's it pays off. It's a great movie, though. Overall, War for the Planet of the Apes is a fantastic movie. It is a great end movie. Yeah. Eat. Um, having having watched all three, having seen two of them in theaters, the intensity mm-hmm. does not drop. Those yeah. movies are kind. They they have these great nail biter moments, followed up by like. You know, overwhelming happiness followed up by fucking another punch in the gut. Like, mm-hmm. it's just they're they're planned out well. And we we were talking, Nick, about how the trailer kind of feels mishmashed. Yeah, and and it you know it doesn't really it gives you a sense that there's some shit that's going to happen, but it doesn't really like get down to the cores of it. Uh, in the the movie, you know, you don't feel any of that. It you feel you see the pacing, you see yeah. the events, and they feel right. All the notes are hit perfectly. Yeah, it's a, it's a very concise, well put together film. Yeah, and it does everything. It it doesn't leave anything I feel unanswered, and it definitely adds. Well, like it answers things I didn't think that needed to be answered. Because mm-hmm. um, if you definitely take it like a prequel to the original six, the '69 film with Charlton Heston, yeah, um, it, it it basically is like, oh, that's why men are like that. That's what? why humans are like that. That's why this is like that. That's how he becomes the Jesus figure. Yes, um, which is great. Oh yeah, and so. the movie ended the way I I hoped it would have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna be so mad if they decided. Not to end it that way in some yeah. capacity. I just would like, this movie's awful. <laughs> this is also the first Planet of the Apes movie where they finally had a female ape play an actual character. Yeah, like a more she, prominent character. Yeah, she didn't have a super big role, but she did enough to like, oh, you really noticed her. Yeah. So. Yeah, you understood her importance. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I was like, okay, this is I'm like, it was it was either now or never. Oh so yeah, I'm, I'm, really I'm, I'm, gl- I'm I'm glad we saw it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, if if you if you have not watched the the most recent Planet of the Ape adaptations, it is worth it. Uh, they yeah. are all very good, and you know you may you may think the first movie is kind of kind of meh. Watch yeah. the second movie. Well, definitely stick it out. It's worth it. The the first movie is a lot of hurry up and wait. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the second one is definitely like, oh, shit, here we go. Yeah. So. Yeah, they, things start really ramping up in the second movie. And then the third movie kind of answers everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Unexpected, un- unexpectedly, so. Yeah. Yeah. Very and Woody good. Woody Harrelson, I thought was fantastic in it. Yeah, that, that's we couldn't we couldn't remember his name. Yeah, I, I was trying to talk to Will. I'm like, oh yeah, LG, uh, they're coming out with a movie, uh, uh, LBJ, and it's Linda B. You know, it's about Linda B. Johnson, yeah. and uh, they got the guy who's the guy. He's in this movie. 
I don't know his name. <laughs> wow. It's fine. Hey, man, there are those moments where your brain just decides to give you no answer as an answer. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I don't think this movie had any credits in the beginning of it. Um, it's credits... Oh, yeah, no, it really didn't. It just gave those, like, it gave three like, little... Have... Yeah. Dicky verb. That that was that's probably my only complaint of the of the movie. What? Was those th- those three little blurbs and how like were, were they Star Wars it? Yeah, like they were just overly campy for no reason. You uh, found that campy? I found it like cuz they were just like they were really really hammering in what the other movies names were. Oh, that part. Yeah. yeah, I was like, come on. Like, you could have done this without that. You didn't need to. <laughs> but okay, whatever. You you, you, you do you, movie. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm here to see the rest of it. it. It was, to me, it was just a simple title card, and I don't... It, I don't recall seeing any credits like Andy Sorry, Andy Circus, Woody Harrelson, this person, no. that person. That was all it ha- handled at the end. Yeah, it was all handled at the end. Uh, funny thing is, uh, I found out that the guy who played Red, the 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 gorilla that was mm. against that was against Caesar, mm-hmm. played the CHP officer or some cop um, in the first movie. Oh, really? Yeah, I was looking it up. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Interesting. Uh, they, I mean, it's kind of an easy thing to do with these kinds of movies. Yeah, you know, just bring him back. Mm-hmm. You know, just bring back an actor who already did this. I mean, Game of Thrones does that a lot with uh, with uh, actors. You know, like this, like common actors. Oh, they play this role in this film, in this in this episode, in this season. Yeah. We'll bring him back in this season. And we'll kill him in a different, t- in a totally different role. <laughs> they they, con- they constantly do that. Yeah. So, but yeah, War for the Planet of the Apes was good, and the last movie I saw before that I think was Spider Man. Did not see as many movies as I wanted to this summer, but at the same time, a lot of them were duds. Yeah, I, I mean, the the last movie I'd seen before that, we all know uh, my opinion of that movie. Oh lordy, oh that was Dark Tower. Oh lordy, I think the last movie I officially saw in the summer was Cars Three. How was that? Uh, Well, let's see, because I saw it like a saw it like a week ago. Uh, It was good. It was actually, I, I honestly just want to call it Cars 2, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, like, I, it, I, I think that's Because <laughs> if you watch Cars 1, right, mm-hmm. and then go into Cars 2, it's just like the, uh, it's the Monsters Inc. effect. Yeah. I feel much okay. better knowing that there was this long period of time between the first one and this one. <laughs> um, right. The only complaint I had about it was, I you, we all... We called where the plot's going. Or at least I was calling where the plot was going, right? Sure. And mm-hmm. so, I knew where it was going to go, and I felt like there was a lot of missed opportunities to get there. Mm. Gotcha. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's definitely... It's really funny because I was talking with Ashley, I'm like, you know, we're in the movie. By the way, she and I were the only people in the movie. Because <laughs> it's like the last time it's going to be shown. So I was like, oh, okay, we're going to be as loud as we want. We're gonna talk, right? You know, and so halfway through the movie, I've checked my phone and I go, "Okay, so it's been X amount of time, um, and this is a sports movie technically. So his training montage will happen in the next fifteen minutes or so, yeah. <laughs> and it does. 
Yeah, of course. And, and there's all these nice. like little things, and it's great because there's in the first Cars movie, um, mm-hmm. there's an antagonist, right? Technically, yeah, it's that, yeah, it's that young, it's that other young gun who wants to be the best, right? Mm-hmm. And in this, in Cars, in Cars one, yeah, um, no, he's not technically a young gun. He's like. He he was the uh, he he he's the one that feels like he's finally owed. Yeah, I guess. Well, what I mean is um, like he's it, not young person. Well, the way they portrayed in Cars Three but, is like that period of time. That mm-hmm. was the young Lightning McCree, uh, not McCree, <laughs> Lightning McQueen. Um, right. You know, and so the way they p- p- face it now, it's great because it really is the movie of a more seasoned veteran mm-hmm. okay. who's basically his antagonist is time. Right. That's what I thought I was going to do. Yeah. But it's cool because it's not the way you think, where it's not like... It's it's kind of all in his head. Mm. Uh, okay. It's, it's, and it's really cool because you think there'd be more, I guess, outside forces kind of pushing him. But really, it's just like... It's, it's actually the one thing that happens to a lot of athletes, where if they've been at it for a while, ch- things start to change, and they don't like change, and then they try to change with it, and it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, all in all, good movie. Um, also, Mater is in it for a total of twelve minutes, I think. Oh, perfect amount of time! Wow. Yeah, I, I kept track. I was like, okay, we're gonna see how many times Mater's on screen. We're gonna see how many times he gets lines. Uh, and they, it was the perfect use of him because, as the you know sidekick, all that he is the he gives Lightning the uh huh idea. He, oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, they have a conversation, and then Lightning goes, "Oh, that's what I need to do." And uh, mm-hmm. all, all in all, Cars Three. It's if you just watch it with like Cars One, go to Cars Three. Perfect set of movies. I when I have when I have kids, I'm gonna lie to them and tell them that's Cars Two. <laughs> They're never gonna know about the in between movie, which just made no fucking sense. Yeah, uh, the problem with the in-between movie is like, oh, people really like Mater. People really, really like Mater. Hey, let's make a Mater movie. No, uh, no, no, no. You shouldn't have done that. Like, that, that's that's my problem with the movies, when the sidekick suddenly becomes the more popular one, and the, then they try to make the movie around him, and it's that's like... That's why we make spinoffs. It's easier that way. Yeah. Well, even then, even then, it's just it's like... I think, I think it's just they're trying to, like... What's the word I'm looking for? I... I they're trying to, like, recreate something. The problem is, like, Mater is the funny man, quote, and Lightning McQueen is the main character and the straight man, He and Mater needs to bounce off of him to put Lightning McQueen in awkward situations. That's how it worked, and that's why Mater was popular. Also, I think the fact that Larry the Cable Guy was pretty big back when Cars 1 came out, mm. and Cars 2, because of uh, his stand-up. But still, it's like... It just, just yeah. Don't make a character around. Don't make a sequel to a movie around the character that was the second supporting character in the fucking film. It just, it doesn't make any sense. Oh, there is one thing. Also, I didn't necessarily like at the end of the movie. It's, it's kind the... of a spoiler, but uh, who cares? Well, what up? So Lightning changes himself in a way to to become the. Uh, the the mentor veteran, mm-hmm, and it just mm-hmm. felt really awkward. I don't want to say it because I actually want you guys to see it. You should really watch Cars Three, okay. and then come back to yeah, me, and I'll be like, okay, how did you feel about that moment? Because it just felt weird. 
Okay. Other than that, though, excellent movie, great pacing. Um, you know, all the characters were cool. The only thing I feel bad about is like they the trailer put a. Oh yeah, that's the other thing. The crash was beautiful. Fucking looked yeah. so real. Like, <laughs> like Good. there were two moments in the movie where you're like, wow, they they really pushed that that um, that rendering. And one is that crash because it feels like a real car crash. Mm. And then there's another part where yes. they're at a beach, and it it looks like a real beach mm, with that's fucking cool. water and, and sand. And I was like, and Ashley goes, "Oh, this is why they made Piper, so that way they can just have the engine ready for this." And I was like, "I fucking hate those birds," but if that was the use for it, it's pretty smart. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, since we're on movies, uh, there's some movie news with uh, Star Wars Episode Nine. Oof. Yeah, uh, episode, episode eight is like less than a hundred days away. I think. Yeah. Yep. Um, which is cool. I I'll be in Anaheim when it premieres, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, not for the movie itself, but that's where I'll be. Uh, the problem that episode nine is having is Colin Trevor. Trevor, I can't pronounce his last name. Uh, he directed Jurassic World. Uh, he's out. <laughs> Uh, he's out as director, which is like, okay, yeah. and and so there's problems with directors on Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Uh, Disney pretty much fired the two directors that were working on the Han Solo flick. Oh my uh, god! Ron Howard was brought in to now direct that one. Yeah, um, which I don't mind. I like Ron Howard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, it, apparently it's been heading for a while that that Trevor was going to be leaving soon. There's been script issues, and uh, he's not getting along with the studio head at Lucas, uh, Kathleen Kennedy. All right, um, to the point where it's just not manageable. Like no one can referee that. Jesus. Yeah. Um. This is, is not bad. what you want to hear. Like. <laughs> this late in the game no it's not it's it's not what you want to hear but at the same time like i think they'll find someone competent who will finish it i mean fuck the guy rain johnson who's doing episode eight he can just step up and direct episode nine he could yeah um i say that now i mean i can go into episode eight and go that's a piece of shit yeah. who knows uh though i did like looper and that's what he did well that's what right. he was Lo- known for a very doing. enjoyable movie yeah uh even though you know it you know what's gonna happen still enjoyable movie yeah um but yeah trevor's out don't know who they're gonna get now Eh, yeah yeah no it's it's i mean it's still still a little ways out but damn if it's still not like uh, it's still not great news to hear no it's not fuck you you want to start getting into production like even yeah. even in the smallest bits, and that doesn't help at all. You know, yeah. I'm actually not super worried right now, mm-hmm. and the only reason why is because hopefully, like like a week and a half, maybe to a month, right before episode eight premieres, mm-hmm. Disney will release a statement saying they found a new director, and hopefully they'll have ironed this out, right? So that's all. That's all you can really do. Um, they they'll that, probably do that way before episode eight comes out. Yeah, they need to, right? Um, they, they can do that will, next week. Probably. I will be like really upset and kind of have a lot of doubt if that announcement doesn't come out. <laughs> and uh, if it comes out after episode eight, like after it's in theaters, I'll be like, well, it's gonna be a while. 
If it does not come out before October, if that news that they didn't get a new director does not come out before October, I'll be worried. Because they went from the two directors that were doing the Han Solo flick to Ron Howard in about a week. Yeah. Right. So there needs to be a quick turnaround. You're talking about, like, they'll announce it a month before Episode Eight. I'd be worried. If they announce it after Episode Eight comes out, I'd be, like, super worried. Oh, yeah. They're they're getting a director now, and they're probably going to announce it, if not this, if not next week, then the following week. Yeah. Because um, them, for them to wait is bad. Waiting is bad. Uh, if any... Huh? Waiting is definitely bad, but at the same yeah. time, it's one of those things where, obviously, they can't just make a snap decision. And they could, they, they, they could, could. but like it's it's one of those things where you have to really think about. It. Like for instance, Ron Howard coming in for the song, uh, Han Solo film. Yeah, that's a good snap decision because it's fucking Ron Howard. Like right. he's got a great list of movies under his name. Um, you know, and like when you pick directors, you always want to have. Here's... You know, you always yeah. want to have the person with the more upsides. It's it's whether it's like, what is it? Basically, the statistics like uh, three out three out of every four films needs to be like a real grossing one versus yeah. Like, no, I get what, I get what you're saying, but here's here's the thing. Ron Howard was not a staff decision because they were having problems months before their departure, like Trevor. You know, the writing was on the wall in June. Mm. So they were scrambling since June to find a director. So we're going to hear about a director in the next week or two. That's because they already found him. Same with Ron Howard. Because mm-hmm. the two directors for Han Solo were like, they're they're going to leave. Everyone knew that they were going to leave. At least the heads of Lucasfilm knew that they were going to get rid of him. So they were looking through people who can hire, who can take on a Han Solo film. And they came across Ron Howard. And said, yeah, we, he can do it. Call him. See if he can do it. Let's get in negotiations. That's why it feels like a snap decision. It wasn't. Um, there's there's constantly things we just don't know that are going on like behind closed doors. Then all of a sudden the announcement's made. And it feels like a snap decision. And it never was. It was planning. Disney spent $4 billion. They don't want to fuck up. <laughs> they, they can't afford to. Realistically, yeah. true. So I mean, I, I as long as Jar Jar Binks doesn't show up, he won't. He won't. <laughs> A lot of people. If anything, the smart thing would just tap Ryan Johnson for a second film if he's up for it. Mm-hmm. You know why not? I mean, you already have him in the bag for this one. He knows where things are going, so just get him. But who knows what they're going to do? Yeah, it also comes down to if he if he's available at all. Because he may not be available for it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, yeah. There's a ton of things that depends on it. I mean, mm-hmm. the ninth movie isn't supposed to be out until 2019 in May. Mm-hmm. Okay, Wait, fun, it's gonna, that's gonna be weird. Fun hypothetical. But, what? Who do you think would be the most out of left field director they could get to for the next Star Wars movie? My first thought was talking... Del Toro. Uh, Del Toro or. Um... Fuck, my brain is just a mushy pile of garbage. It had a name and then didn't. Uh, I feel like Peter Jackson would be out of left field. I would be bored. He's still, uh, he's still <laughs> like cramming to do his next Avatar movie. No, no, Jackson. Oh. Peter Jackson. Fuck, fuck James Cameron. Fuck him. No, Peter <laughs> Sorry, Jackson. I get those two mixed up all the time for some reason. How do you get them mixed up? 
One's a, one's a kiwi, the other's a douche. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, they're both really pretentious filmmakers. No, Jackson is not a pretentious filmmaker. Here, here's here's my out of left field, Tim Burton. Oh God, no! Oh God! Yeah, because that Johnny Depp was exactly. That is Daisy Ridley would be replaced by Johnny Depp. You know that, right? Uh, yeah. Like I was, that's the most out of left field director I could think of because his style just entirely clashes with everything that is Star Wars. Michael Bay, how about for that for a left field? Left I mean, field with a meteor, right? All right, by the we way. We get just more explosions. We'd have more ship battles. <laughs> Less plot. So Optimus I did Prime not, comes I did in. I did insult Peter Jackson because I just looked him up. I actually got Peter Jackson's confused with someone <laughs> You stupid son of a bitch. It's late. Oh it's literally God. fucking... Mid- it's like uh, 22 I, minutes past midnight. I know... I know that it's late where you are, but seriously, Shane, come on. I, I do agree with you, though, Shane, that Peter Jackson would it would be an out of left field, and I I'm still inclined to think that the movie was movies would just be long and boring, like it would it would then turn into Star Wars being Lord of the Rings, and fuck that, I don't I don't need that. Like uh, Clerks Clerks already made fun of how like. How Lord of the Rings is just oh my god of a dude walking. Like... If if <laughs> if Jackson became the director of Episode Nine, mm-hmm. there has to be Clerks Three just so we can have another joke. God, uh, just so Kevin Smith could just shit on it, dude. Shit yes. on it harder. I could see Kevin Smith jumping all over that, but that's actually another out of left field. What if Kevin Smith did it? Because he's been doing a lot no. of. Uh... He 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 he'd pass out. True. Like, he has integrity. He, he passed. If he got permission to do that, he'd pass out. He'd pass out just due to fangasming. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, I, he, I get to direct this movie? He'd come and then pass out, and that would be the end of Kevin Smith. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, though, I think he'd do an excellent job. I think, he could, I think it'd, be, it'd maybe. be good, too. Like, I think... I, I, I definitely feel though his strong suit is more in his writing than he is in his directing he's really but good I, for, for directing tv yeah but i don't like he he wouldn't be a bad choice because he he has his own expectations of what a star wars movie should be like and can kind of bring that feeling to it but i i think i think you are right nick he would just pass out because he's just overwhelmed yeah, he'd be, he'd be overwhelmed. Uh, someone I just thought that be out of left field, but I don't know the last time he's done live action. Mm-hmm. Brad Bird. Oh, sure. That would be really it'd be cool. Inter- it'd, be, it'd be very interesting if Brad Bird could do it. Uh-oh. I feel like the I'm movie. Saying that I feel like the movie's production would take a little bit longer than planned. Let's get Ben Maybe. Affleck a movie. Let's let let's let Ben Affleck do this one. <laughs> because they won't let him do the Batman. <laughs> Because he won't let him do Batman. Let's let him yeah. do Star Wars. Fuck Let's it. let him do you know, Star I Wars. See, I can see Ben Affleck quitting being Batman if he got to direct Star Wars. I bet it'd be like the, probably the movie of the ages. Wait, uh, no, you, he, right? <laughs> he puts in a character who just can't say uh, who just says. So we get and get you a lot set. You do, it, Shane. I can't do a Boston accent. To save my fucking life. What 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 do you want me to say? My Boston accent. I don't. I don't know. Uh, well, wait, wait, wait. Something here, with here. Star yeah, got, Wars. Guys, this ready. This was your yeah. father's lightsaber. <laughs> you can tell because it's wicked blue. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
Now stop being a dumb fuck and get the land speeder. Yes. It's, um, it would either be I'm a comedy... Kids. It would either be a comedy or it'd be the town in space. Oh, God, I'm dead. Yeah, yeah. Well, so you know, the, you know it'd be really be if he directed it? It'd be Ben Affleck what? directing a Star Wars movie. And somehow he got Matt David into the background of, like, four shots. <laughs> Just wave him. I, I got a good I got a good in children. Okay. Quentin but... Tarantino. Oh, Jesus. I don't want to. like Star Wars I a Tarantino fake. I don't want to watch Tarantino's <laughs> dick get shut off by a lightsaber because that's what would happen. And and two other things. I don't think fuck has ever been said in the Star Wars film. All right. And I don't think the N-word exists in the Star Wars universe. Listen, Not he, to he, mention Sam Jackson's dead in the films. We can, we can call them nerf herders, man. We don't know what type of derogatory slang that shit is. Let's, no, uh, let's bring it up. Oh my gosh. You know... <laughs> If t- okay, here's here's what would happen if that if he really directed it. Ready? We start off with a log shot of a desert, and then all of a Another sudden one? we just see several streams of water coming into the frame, only to zoom out, and it's four guys taking a piss on a corpse. <laughs> and then it, then one of them turns and looks at the other one and says, eh, "What do you want to fucking do now?" And then just cuts then to then another they... scene. Yeah. Ew. It would, it would be like it's cin- two stormtroopers ar- arguing over you know, foot massages. Cinematography wise, it would be very interesting. It the, the oh, shots yeah, I, would feel very unique. Pretty much every director that we mentioned, the cinematography would be very interesting to watch. Yeah, yeah. but like in the hypothetical. I don't know if we're ever going to get any of those guys. Del Toro, if I have to pick a favorite Del Toro to direct a Star Wars movie, a Star Wars film in general, I think would be fantastic. His his team with just the creatures and the environments Mm. would would just make it feel fantastic. If they ever did a Bounty Hunters movie... Oh god, I'd love Del Toro. I want him, because that'd be the dark, seedy movie that only he could tell. Yeah. That would feel so good. Yeah, no, if they do a uh, Boba Fett movie, get Del Toro. Get Del Toro. And get... the closest he'll get to that is probably Blade 2. Yeah? I think. Feeling-wise, anyway. Yeah. yeah. God, that would be so... That would be that would be great, yeah. Del Toro probably would, would be my first choice to do uh, a spin-off movie where there was a ton of room to do, like, aliens and unique creatures. Yeah, and it, that that would have to come in a time where Disney feels safe. Yeah, mm-hmm, sure. And they would they would basically go to Del Toro and go, "Here's a blank check. <laughs> Enjoy this yourself. Is a, <laughs> this is here's the script. Here's a check. It's blank." There'd also go. be a lot of weird alien inter like uh, interrelationships <laughs> knowing him. Yeah, he'd, be, yeah. he'd just bring in a whole cast of characters where I think there's like maybe one human, and you don't even see his face. <laughs> I'm, to be real, and then though, Ron, Ron Perlman may be walking around going, "Where the hell is my shoe?" Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, like you know, when it when it comes to bounty hunters, that totally makes sense. Though. Yeah, no, it yeah. Would, a lot it of the bounty hunters style. we know of are aliens. Yeah, like it'd be sweet. All right. Well, we've been going uh, on for a while with the hypotheticals. Um, it's like fifteen yeah, minutes right. worth of the show. I, 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 I knew the moment I was like, oh, I brought this up. It's too late. But I think we should wrap. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. 
Yeah. I think well, one, la- one last thing. Sure. My childhood is fi- officially old because I found out a couple days ago that Batman animated series is 25. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> it, fell, it celebrated its 25th anniversary. I'll remember Oof. that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's, Welcome a, to the suck, that's kids. a good stopping point for everyone who's ever yeah. enjoyed that show as a kid. All right. Oh, it's fantastic. Look it up. If you haven't seen it, look it up. It's some great shit. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Right. Please like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe on iTunes. If this is on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe. If you're checking out our website... You know, maybe give us a comment on our little post, or if you want to throw us something, hit us yeah. the contact page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, sh- shout that website at them one more time, Shane. Yeah, it's generaldamage.weebly.com, and you can find it. We'll always post anything from it onto our Facebook, and we'll probably do Twitter shoutouts, too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, I guess with that, we are out. Yep, yep, y'all. Later. Deuces. Later days.